To the DNVR Rockies podcast. I think I made myself a little bit lightheaded doing that. <laughs> Still presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this show, we've got a smorgasbord for you. I haven't gotten to say that word in a while. We got some news, we got some notes, we got some goings on. We've got some analysis and we got some games. We're going to play a little start bench cup, maybe a little minor league mayhem. We're dipping in, we're diving. But Patrick, the first news of the day, not much to analyze here, but everyone deserves a little good news every now and again. And it turns out that here, starting at the beginning of next month, Coors Field is going to be open at 70% capacity, getting that much closer to back to normal. Over 30,000 folks there at Coors Field as we get closer to normalcy and as we quite literally get closer to the All-Star Game, which uh, there's definitely some hope that it will be full capacity at that point. Maybe not full capacity plus 3,000, you know, standing room only to squeeze more bodies in there. They might not necessarily do that. But you're right. That's huge news. That's that's great news. There's uh, been some other discussions about uh, various mask mandates for those that are vaccinated and whatnot. So things definitely seem to be on an upswing. We did, we did experience this uh, right around this time last year, essentially, uh, when the weather started getting nice and we know what happened. But Nevertheless, hopefully uh, it, 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 we won't replicate that uh, come fall. So right now, good news, more people coming back to the ballpark. Rockies still offering some good sales uh, every once in a while. <laughs> Shop around for tickets uh, because uh, uh, they've been friendly uh, price. They, they've been priced rather friendly. So it'll be cool to see uh, folks back in the ballpark June 1st. The, the Rangers are, are home then and, uh, and then A's. You know, because when you want to celebrate and you think of Rockies baseball and going back, you, <laughs> you think, think here's an A's. Right. Just those all-time rival, whatever. whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Who cares? It's baseball. That's yeah. what we love. Like Reds, Rockies, what history do they really have? doesn't matter. Last night's game was interesting to say the least. This is why you go to the, the ballpark. This is why you watch the games. You're definitely going to see something either you've never seen before or – Something you just didn't expect to see happen, yeah. And it's it's almost always going to happen with with the Rockies and uh, and with any team. It just ha- it happens with any team. It, it really. That's why we love the game. Yeah, it, it it's one of those things. I, I saw some people saying on Twitter last night, like this only happens to the Rockies. I was like, it really doesn't. It uh, it happens more. <laughs> I will say it does happen okay, a yeah. little bit more. Uh, it happens more at Coors Field and and when you've got a bullpen that that's rough. We'll get into that a little bit in just a minute but we are just very excited on this day uh for the increased capacity and another sign that hopefully soon again as as long as everyone's doing what they need to do out there we're all taking care of it getting vaccinated and those kinds of things so good to see that uh then a few other just little bits of uh transactional news for the colorado rockies today uh justin lawrence back up with the club he's uh sort of getting uh but we're gonna have to keep track of this remember it was I think it was 17 or 16 when Estevez 
was up and forth and back and back and back. I think it was 17, actually. Might have been 17. Um, yeah, and so we've had this a little bit already with Justin Lawrence so far this year. He's been back and third forth. Time. Third time. Third time Third time now. Back up. Yeah. Back up. Uh, Matt Adams with a shin issue going on the 10-day IL. There was a huge debate that broke out on Twitter the other day about Matt Adams. I still have no idea why. Uh, but I, I, if you want to argue about who should be the 26th man on this roster, knock yourselves out. I'm not going to stop you. I just, I don't know how much, I, you know, I'm fine with it. But he's going to go on the 10-day IL. And so in the meantime, I guess the Rockies are just going up a pitcher. <laughs> Didn't even, like, okay. Another body, yeah, they they they're gonna yeah. they're gonna need it. I think a, a little bit, you know, especially after you know a little bit of what transpired last night. They didn't really burn through too many arms uh, in that no, in that but, victory. But you want to maybe give another guy an extra day <laughs> off, tinker with some things, whatever it is. The the in the Padres series for the doubleheader, they only had three guys on their bench, and again, we know why um, due to the the, the restrictions right. with COVID nineteen and guys testing positive, but. You know, hey, you can get away with that. You just don't have the options off the bench. So, you know, Rockies could could use uh, another another body out there in the bullpen. And a young, exciting one like Justin Lawrence. Good to see him get a little more MLB experience. Yeah, anytime Lawrence is going to get called, we've talked about it before, he's by no means a finished product, and that's why they're going to keep sending him down every once in a while to get more seasoning. He clearly needs it, but he's also very exciting. Uh, and when he's on, you know, he just scares the hell out of opposing lineup. So got to be excited about that. And Will, you're you're one step ahead of us there in the comments. Uh, though, again, remember, we got to get you over on the YouTubes. I know the Facebooks are uh, – the Facebooks can be comforting, and I, I appreciate that. But, yes, Rogers of the Brendan variety. Uh, no Aaron Rodgers yet. Still sorry there, Broncos fans. But Brendan Rodgers is hopefully on his way back to Denver here very soon. That's right. He's batting third in the lineup tonight in uh, or for I should say for the for the Isotopes had a just behind Sam Hilliard. So it's great to see him back. Uh, I, I was worried that it was going to be a little bit longer than this. Um, same thing for Kyle Freeland, who's now scheduled to make a start next week. So yep. you like that uh, those two guys coming back kind of rounds the roster out uh, a, a little bit better. Um, I think you still have concerns about whether or not. Um, we're going to be talking about that magical number of 100. Actually, it's not very magical at all. Uh, not in this instance. But you like seeing those guys come back because, you know, regardless of what it means for 2021, it definitely has implications going forward for the, the future, right? Those guys still uh, having their contracts under control for several more years. Rogers sells about, uh, I want to say it might only be, uh, believe it or not, like this year and then four more. Uh, whereas Freeland only has two more left. But again, they are part of the picture in the future. You can obviously uh, extend those guys. So it's great to see them back uh, in, in the fold. Hopefully CJ Crone maybe will be back with the minimum uh, stay on the IL as well. I imagine he's got to be getting close. Um, CJ, uh, with, with Matt Adams going on the IL, that doesn't necessarily have any implications for Crone. But it doesn't matter because... CJ uh, uh, Connor Joe is locking Connor it Joe. down. Uh, the different CJ. It's the, the, the CJ other Crone CJ. and That's just right. and just CJ. CJ. That's right. Joe, 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 Joe. Holy. Joe. Uh, uh, we'll talk a little more about Joe in just a minute. The other little bit of injury news there for those of you that saw it and have been worried in the last few minutes about the scratch of Ryan Maltapia just coming out. 
Uh, I'm actually getting this from our friend Danielle Allen Tuck over at the Colorado Gazette, uh, working with our guy. Um, oh, shoot. I just totally blanked out. Paul Lee. Goodness. How did I blank on him? I had his face and his whole Gonzaga <laughs> <laughs> like presence and everything. Big, big Zags guy. So he, he had a lot of fun during this, uh, during March Madness. I love Paul Klee. Uh, but yeah, so I, I just feel so bad that I just blanked on it. He's been on this podcast a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, she, she's working with him over at the Colorado Gazette. She tweets out Tapia scratch the thumb soreness. This is happening right now. I was going to try to listen into the press conference, but we're doing a live show. Uh, so Bud Black said it isn't serious. Tapia tried to hit in the cage earlier, thought he could use a day of rest and get some treatment. So Drew, you're closer to this situation than I am. Any chance he actually hurt his thumb playing video games? I, it, it it happened. I will say, I got a little, I got that little blister right there. You can see that. You, got, you, you can see that. That's yeah. why people should be watching on YouTube is for That's right. close-ups of your blister. But That's but right. does, is Tapia a gamer? I mean, we know Gray is, and you know, there are again, we know these things happen. We we know, and and look, guys get injured in all kinds of crazy ways. Like, let me just make one up. You're carrying deer meat. Deer like meat, again, that example. would never sure. happen. But you no. go, it could happen. Could always did. Um, but we so we know that that's one of those weird things. I don't think Top is a big gamer, so for him, I do think he plays FIFA. I think okay. that's one thing he gets into is is the FIFA. I'd have to double check that. That, um, that might be Carlos Estevez's answer to that question because I was getting them both at the same time through Estevez. I know Estevez. Um, he's the opposite of John Gray. Estevez plays sports games. Estevez likes to play as himself in MLB The Show. I'm he's only like a sports game guy, believe it or not. Yeah. I'm only yeah. a sports game guy. Totally. So we don't need to – so basically we shouldn't start the conspiracy Rule theories. That out, maybe. That yeah. John Gray, hey, let's let's have some – Phone injury there. Healthy fun and, and, and conspire about totally. how he heard it. Or, you know, maybe he was, you know, uh, had, had full uh, regalia of Ghostbusters gear and – you know, he was, had some equipment. He got his his thumb caught in one of those devices. No, it's oh, Ryan Maltapia. He keeps it pretty simple. He's uh, he's a regular dude. It's a thumb yeah. injury. That's it. How'd you like him getting on base three times for me after not? I mean, we were talking about that whole he broke he the streak, and we were, we were frustrated with him a little bit there, especially when he got his extra bat and extras and flew out to left. I was like, what happened there, man? Well, two hits, walk. Thank you. So much to ask. Should also look to see ninety percent of the games you play. Is that so yeah. much to ask? And and what's their record when he doesn't get on base? I mean, totally. Well, they won that game, so maybe maybe that's okay. Maybe somebody else has figured out. Maybe he has a different approach. He's like, hey, we're winning this game. Let me tweak my approach a little. Play Shouldn't back. he be doing that? Shouldn't he? I don't know. You never I'll know. Go back. Check the data. So we'll have to see how the offense fares without him out there tonight putting up uh, a big number and they needed it in game one of the series more big time plate appearances for you dudes but really your dude and spence smith's dude we gotta have spence back on the show at some point to give us the all connor joe show uh but still doing it out there man still having good at bats the connor joe show continues as we talked about top you getting on base and then more big rbi moments for josh fuentes uh, and the, the offense scoring 13 runs and needing all of them. Yeah, Fuentes, he entered the Padres series with six RBI in the last two days, double that. Um, so he's been uh, on fire. You like to see that he's back. Got a little swagger. Sometimes getting a haircut will help that. Right. Uh, Never works. 
That's right. Jonathan Daza also had three hits uh, in yesterday's game. And yeah, Connor Joe's been a, a good story for right now. Um, he's certainly not going to be a guy that um, you're planning your future around, particularly because the Rockies right now have a couple good first base prospects. Michael Toglia a lot more so than Grant Levine, who uh, is repeating low A after being with Asheville in 2019. So he's down in, in Fresno again, working on a couple things. But Michael Toglia, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk more minor leagues this year because, you know, they that exists. So we we'll have to. Yeah. <laughs> Toglia, Homer's first mean, four so, games yeah. of the season yeah. in Spokane. So yeah. uh, he's been looking really nice and, and like what, what you're seeing out of him. So, uh, and regardless, you know what, even if Joe isn't a, a major cog uh, for this organization going forward, it's great right now. Uh, it's still just invaluable to, to have a guy like him on the team, slowing things down, saying, look, if you don't throw me a pitch, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to do my thing. Uh, draw walk to first base and again pass the baton we talked about it in days past and i don't know if it was with uh drew goodman or not about how jason giambi had that approach right yeah, again yeah. a guy who won everywhere he went uh from oakland and then yankees said okay we'll pay you an ungodly amount to bring that swagger to new york brought it and it actually didn't work quite as much uh surprisingly even even with a uh uh, a payroll that was twice as much as the A's, but still brought a lot of those winning ways with him and said, look, I can only do so much. I'm not going to expand the strike zone. I'm going to pass the baton. So Connor Joe doing Giambi-like things. Tapia doing Mike Trout-like things. Of course, as you expect him to do. How am I the one saying these? This I, is your shtick, no? I, yeah, totally. <laughs> it, I just – I like hearing other people say it. I like – you know, you, sometimes you cast the die and you let it – Oh, was that a fishing analogy? I'm not a fisherman. I, I'm going to leave it there. But still, um, yeah, I I just love it. You know, I, I had to be the advocate for Rymal Tapia for seven years. And, and now dude's advocating for his damn self. And the stats are kind of speaking for themselves. And the, the lack of strikeouts, the contact, the consistency of it. And people are seeing exactly, you know, I, I would be – I would be nervous about it if he had like gone on some weird tear where he hit a bunch of home runs or, you know, had gotten really hot or whatever. But the fact that this just looks exactly how it's always looked, you know, how did he break out of his one day slump? Two singles and a walk. That's how, and that's how it's always going to be, you know, and, and you've seen him, he can run into it every once in a while. If he tries to hit a home run, he can, uh, but that's the experience, and that's what's going to be. I think Ramal Tapia, you know, it's it's kind of too bad. I think if he had started his career two, three years earlier, you'd be saying this guy's going to get 2,500 hits. You know, now I still think Ramal Tapia could get 2,000 hits in his career. Like, it, it depends on, you know, who he plays. But, yeah, yeah while at the end of the day, he gets on base. He's just – He's so difficult to throw the baseball by. I'll do this. I wish I want DraftKings to do this. And I promise you, this is a really fun game where you do it as a drinking game in the negative, or maybe you throw down a dollar or whatever for, for you and a friend. And you take how many times in a game is Ramel Tapia going to swing and miss? I mean, count them. Mm. Just when he takes the hack, and you'll see him foul the ball straight back four or five times before you'll see him actually swing and miss. I'm like, I love it, dude. It's it's my type, but nobody plays the game this way anymore. Like, yeah, and, he's, and he he's hasn't like changed his game. Yeah, yeah. As you said, he hasn't changed his game. If he if he did, and he was hitting home runs, uh, all of a sudden to start the year, you go, all right, he's done something different. Let's see how it pans out. Is it going to last? Maybe not. Maybe, but no, he's he's doing the same thing, and he's slow. He's building off of it. He's saying, look, this is my skill set. 
let me continue to improve on it game by game. And it, it has a lot of value. And it's, it, again, that consistency uh, is, is something that has, has tons of value in the game. Uh, and, and whether or not, you know, it, again, we're going to talk about it all season and we talked about it off season, um, you know, the, the future of the club rebuild and not look, the Rockies aren't the only team that sees something in, in Ryan Maltapia. If they happen to decide, look, let's just give, give, let's trade everybody away to the highest bidder. There are going to be some, some significant bids, uh, with, for some great prospects, uh, again, some, some good you know, major league pieces that teams, uh, would be willing to give up in order to get Ryan Maltapia. It's, it's not just. It's not just the fans that watch him at Coors Field or, or, or the people on this podcast. Uh, it, it's a legit skill set that he has right now um, that has tons of value across all, all major league teams. Yeah, that, that 12% strikeout rate will play. So <laughs> you'll, you'll play that. So we, we will toast our Breck Brews on this day to the offense, getting it done, but really bigger. And I've got the Mountain Beach, as you can see uh, here. If you're following us on the YouTube, make sure you're subscribed there. Got to toast it on this day to Chichi Gonzalez, who I'll tell you all about as soon as I'm done telling you all about what you get for becoming a member, other than just a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar from our friends at Breck Group. You get access to all that written content. You get right now, when you sign up for the annual, a free shirt from the DNVR locker, plus a free holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Check them out, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com and then after you've gotten that free 10 milligram stick of cbd you can use promo code dnvr30 to get 30 percent off but do become a member today so you get all the written content all the discounts the shirts the holistic stick the access to the discord channel anything and everything that's going on inside your colorado sports orbit is right here for you when you become a member of the dnvr.com so do that today and then again, as I said, raise your Breck brews on this day and cheers of Chichi Gonzalez because it, he basically, he was the counter example is what, is what I like to say. There are these moments when if you looked at the box score of a 13 to 8 game Coors field, you could very easily go, oh boy, hashtag Coors, there it goes again, that ballpark, that's ridiculous, this is total nonsense. And it's like, okay, well, then what business did Chichi Gonzalez have thrown seven shutout innings of just like with no dominant stuff? You hit your spots, you work the edges, you pitch smart, and you can pitch seven scoreless innings at Coors Field. And Chichi did it, and he was fantastic. It yes, it it runs counter to what uh, is typically happening on on the field most days. You, you try to blow the ball past guys. You know, I, I saw something recently about, about Sandy Koufax where he said like, yeah, I, I started becoming good when I realized it wasn't about, you know, a missing bats and it wasn't about making the other guy, you know, you know, swing over the ball or, or just miss it. It was about getting them to hit it the way I wanted them to hit it and in, in, inducing weaker contact. We talked about it on the post game on Wednesday with Austin Gomber and you look and you say, give up fly balls, dude, doesn't matter. He he's only given up, I think five home runs. Uh, so far this whole season, less than one to start. Uh, and yet the ball's in the air. Why? Well, guys aren't barreling up on it. And and that was the case with Chi-Chi last night. It's, it's been the case a couple times with Chi-Chi over the course of his career. Again, you know, he's he's really the epitome for better or worse of a, of a number five starter. Not a guy you just call up to make a spot start. That's a little different. 
but he is a, a number five starter and, and, and that's okay. Again, on, on this team, uh, it, it is what it is. So um, you relish those moments that you have like this and say, man, that was a really special performance made even more so by the fact when you see, as you pointed out, Drew, what happened with the bullpen where they couldn't even get six outs. They, they gave up eight runs over the course of six outs, whereas oh, Chi Chi, yeah. seven innings, no runs. Walked one, only struck out two. Again, not dominant, but effective. And that's all you need to be is effective. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly effective. Almost as effective as getting manscaped. I'll tell you that. Very effective. Important thing to do, fellas. Get it done. Be out. Don't be out there being the last guy with the 70s bush. It's gnarly. It's gnarly. It's 2021. Time to get manscaped. Get it done. Get your lawnmower. Get your spritzer. Get your deodorant. Get your very comfortable pair of boxers, all from Manscaped. And you can get 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code DNVR at manscaped.com. Help them out. Help yourself out. And help out whoever's helping you out. Like, it's it's a win-win-win situation, fellas. It's it's well past time. You got to get it done. It just makes your life better in every way. As does eating beef from our friends over at Hassle Cattle Company. I have got an order on the way because I spent over 200 bucks and got free shipping. Loaded up on ground beef, ground chuck, bacon. Got a couple of steaks in there. Got some roast in there. They've got award-winning hamburgers. Wagyu beef from Hassle Cattle Company. If you've never tried it before, it could change your life. They're not using any of the hormones or antibiotics in the beef. Treating it well. It tastes delicious. You can get 10% off when you use promo code DNVR10. And as I said, you get free shipping on orders over 200 bucks. I cannot recommend highly enough. We've also got Wagyu beef burgers down at the DNVR bar now if you want to try them out. Like, if you eat beef... And most of the people listening to this podcast do. You won't be disappointed. You just won't. Uh, I was getting like the promo, I think was like $3.99 a pound for the ground chuck the other day. It's for much better stuff than what you're going to find at the grocery store. No need to uh, buy beef at the grocery store ever again. Again, Hassle Cattle Company, H-A-S-S-E-L-L-CattleCompany.com. And if you, I've heard somebody asked, we were down at the bar the other day, they're like, man, you really sell that beef hard. And I, I've bought a lot of it. Like, it's good. It's funny. It's like, because I don't want that sponsor to go away because I keep buying all of their beef. <laughs> it's like, I, you know, it's like selfish, technically, yes, uh, yes. But it's all right. 100%. Please buy their beef so I can keep getting the discounts and the free shipping and all this stuff. You're selfishly considerate. That's th- yeah, it's exactly That's right. it. Everyone benefits. All right, let's play some games. Let's goof off a little bit. Uh, let's start with a little start bench cut. We have the thingy. I always lose the graphic on this. <laughs> I beat you to it. I know. There they are. Look at those handsome baseball boys. All right. Since those were such handsome baseball boys, I'll start you with a baseball one. I'll start you with what we uh, named the podcast after today. We already had a few people in the comments answering this one. Uh, I'll say it for us. For those of you in the comments, I'll say you want to meet this person. For Patrick and I, we want to say to have them as a guest on the podcast. Larry Walker, Todd Helton, Carlos Gonzalez. And for those of you out there 
Who do you most want to meet in person? Second most. And if you had to do without. All right. So Drew, do you, do you have your, your stand alone? Like, do you have the guy that you say, I'm definitely going to start or I'm definitely going to cut, right? You, you have the extremes. Do you have, do you have one of those two? My, no, mine, mine fits, I think kind of comfortably. They're all kind of tight. A little yeah. Bit. It's okay. all tight. It's close, but clear order between my three. All right. I kind of have a definite cut and, and again, it, it feels weird, but it's just cut in comparison. It's just cut in comparison. My cut is Todd Helton. Uh, Todd Helton, again, he's got to have some great stories. Uh, but he's a little bit drier, right? We don't we don't yeah. get to see him around the stadium. We don't get to see him in, in baseball. Recently inducted in the College Baseball Hall of Fame. Congratulations to him. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know he'll, he'll break out of that shell. We'll start to see him more. I'm sure he'd be a uh, make for a great hitting instructor, a roving hitting instructor going around. Sure. Even even at just spring training, just hanging out with those guys, sharing those stories of oh my gosh, t- 2007, pointing to the pictures and all that. Like, oh, this is the guy I've been hearing about. Here, you've got all the records. Your number is retired at Coors Field. You're number 17. Holy smokes, I never thought I'd meet you. That's fantastic for these young guys. So um, a lot tons of value, and hopefully we see him come out of that shell. So for me, he's a cut. Then it, it's between Walker and Cargo. You can't lose with either of those guys. My first inkling was to start Cargo, but I'm actually going to switch and say, uh, Larry Walker, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and start him. Uh, didn't realize how lovable he was really until uh, his entry into the Hall of Fame. And so I think um, not that he has less to lose, but he's like, screw it. Like he, he's he's quite literally shown, screw it, man. Here's a story. Yep. I don't really care if it upsets anyone. Not that he's going to upset someone, but oh, you just go, uh, maybe I'll hold back a little bit. He's not holding back. And yeah. and I think, you know, you were there for, what was it? 25th anniversary right. uh, team and in early 2018. So you've heard some of those stories. So I'd start um, Walker and then on my bench, I'm feeling great. Cause I got Carlos Gonzalez, the guy that uh, basically gave me my first interview uh, at, at the major league level. And, I basically just said, hi, Cargo, and then he talked for three minutes straight, and I go, <laughs> yep. I guess I'm going to write an article now because this is wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Gonzalez. Yeah. So he he's forever uh, you know, legendary uh, in my mind for, for yeah. that. So, so thank you, Carlos. That is my, that is my order as well. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, and for similar reasons, you know, and, I, and it's odd because it's like I've had – like I'm – I'm more confident even that we could totally nail a, a Carlos Gonzalez appearance yeah. just because he's so great. And we've both talked with him before. And, and so, but that was also then the reason why I ended up going with Walker because I was like, well, you know, I've asked him one question. I was in a small gaggle of reporters that had some back and forth with him and it was a lot of fun and he was great, but to have him on and to get the stories and to do the whole thing, um, where I haven't really, you know, I've had some of those experiences with cargo, never really had it with Walker. And I'm with you as much fun as it, I think it would have and uh, to, to be, to have Todd Helton on the show. I'm not 100% sure. You know, we'd really have to make sure that our questions were great because, <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll get, you. you know, where, like you said, cargo, you could say, Hey man, how you doing? And, Oh, you know, really great. You know, the baseball is going on this way. I'm doing this with my family. I saw 
Robinson Cano the other day at something we were hitting, and then I went over and played a little basketball with uh, some of the Warriors guys, and you know, I'm like, it's just like what? <laughs> Five minutes later, after saying hello, you've you've got a follow up totally. question. You're like, all right, this is nice. And in fact, the funny thing is, yes, start Walker, but the cargo interview potentially could even be better. I think like, so. That, right. that you, you you know, it's hard That's to differentiate awesome. even between those two, and you just go, hey, you can't lose with either one, right? Yeah. At that. That's a good yeah. one. I like that. Those guys are great. Okay. All right. A non, well, a non baseball one, but this is still technically in the realm of sports. So we've got of the other major sports, mm. you're going to watch a game. You're watching football, start bench cut, football, basketball, hockey. Ooh, very interesting. Um... Soccer, sorry to say, did not make the cut. <laughs> Partially because do, do, do you know the name of the league? <laughs> which one? Oh, MLS. That's a good indicator. Tempts someone with soccer. Well, see, it's almost because I actually think both you and I would almost prefer to watch the Premier League or, or UEFA over. Yeah, I would. I, I think, uh, yeah. I actually would. But of the yeah. four major sports, uh, I'll actually cut the NFL. I mean, again, I, I may end up watching more NFL. Than these other sports in general, uh, I probably have in my life, but um, the NFL just doesn't offer as much to me as as it once did. Um, so I'd, I'd cut that. And mm, man, that's really hard between the the, the NBA and the NHL. Uh, I, I uh, also really close. I would I would start NHL. I think uh, I would I would pick that as my start. Um, got to cover a little uh, of the Colorado Avalanche, uh, not Colorado Avalanche, the Eagles games uh, up there in Windsor slash Loveland area uh, a couple years ago. So that was really cool getting to see you know some of those uh, you know young upstarts um, and 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 that was a, a fantastic experience and, and learned a lot more about the game from talking with those players. You know Connor Timmins, Logan O'Connor. Um, Good old TJ. Uh, and uh, so I, I'd bench NBA, even though, again, the Nuggets, I think, have a lot of juice. Um, both both the Avs and the Nuggets, they've got a lot going for them. Avs are going to be higher seeded than the Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets do more flashier things, right? There's definitely um, a lot more that's uh, hip, if you will, about the NBA than the NHL. But then again, you know what? If, if again, I'm, I'm going to watch the game and I'm there for the game, it, it's going to be NHL. I'm starting NHL. I'm going to bench the NBA, and I'm going to cut the NFL. And Drew, you better not pick the exact same <sighs> thing been, again. We've been hanging out too much. To. We've been hanging out too much. Man. I should pick the NBA just in anticipation of you picking NHL. Here's what's wild, though. Like three or four years ago, there's there's no way that would have been my order. But I do have the the same what, order. What was your order today. three years ago then? So three years ago. I probably, I probably was more into, well, gosh, no, three years ago would have been NBA, start, NFL, bench, NHL, cut. Um, There was a short period of time where I got back into the NFL really hardcore there for a while, but I was, I was a, I was a basketball guy, you know, during the Carmelo era, as everybody knows, like that, that I was really, really into that team. Uh, so there was a long time where the NBA even gave, you know, baseball a run for its money at times. Uh, but now 
I, I've really gotten into this hockey team and the hockey people have so embraced me over there and the DMVR Avs crew have been so cool and like the, the whole thing has been great and it's new and fresh and exciting and they're really good. Not that the Nuggets aren't also. Um, I've been slowly falling out of love with football, which seems to happen to me once every few years or so anyway. Uh, so yeah, I would have to, I'd have to cut the NFL and put the NBA there on the bench and I'd have to start the NHL. I'm I'm into the hockey now. It just I'm a convert. It happened. How would the city of Denver respond to this one? Oh, because, that's interesting. So I, I think I mean they would, they would NFL, start. Of course, they would start the NFL. Yeah, I think they would bench the NHL. I think they'd so. send the NBA. They'd option it to the minors. Yeah, and then the Rockies they would designate for assignment. Uh, actually, no, uh, oddly enough, uh, and we were kind of talking about this on TDSP today, but historically speaking, I think there's been more support for the Rockies than the Nuggets. That is true. Um, and which is really too bad because the Nuggets have had, they, they have very similar existences, you know, where they've, they've had their really rough patches. They've had their couple of runs. Uh, some stars. Short, yeah, some great star players. Um, very less, actually, Nuggets have had less stars than the Rockies. Yeah, a lot, and and less overall success actually. Yeah, um, but um, there, there's also just a deeper baseball history here, and we've talked about it a little bit. While you know, people don't think it's a baseball town in some ways, it, it's like really bizarre because there is a deep, rich baseball history here that some people are really tapped into and for the people who know the history of the bears and the zephyrs and even going back before that with some of the travel ball teams satchel page coming here and stuff like that like people know but yeah um and, and wildly innocent from 93 to 99 the place went absolutely bananas for baseball which i don't know that the nuggets ever had that kind of you know honeymoon period coming over after being the rockets and those kinds of things but I also wonder. I also wonder how much the fact that Denver, you know, as it being a second city for a lot of people, uh, not in this way that Chicago is, but like you know, you already have your team, you move to Denver. I wonder how much that could actually help, and and we know it does. Um, totally. Certainly, going to Coors Field, you go. Hey, I'm a Cubs fan. I'm going where the Cubs go, but I'm also going to show up, you know, when the Cardinals go because I want to really root against them or the Brewers or whoever else. So you're still going to go, and you're still going to follow the Rockies too because you're like. Eh, yeah, I want the Cubs to do well, but I, I might find myself following the Rockies more. I mean, that, that happened for me. Where I find I, most transplants do that, yeah. Yeah, I, I began to follow the Rockies a little bit more than I did the Yankees because, you know, they were just right here. And when I think about, you know, going to the ballpark, I was now, of course, Field was my home away from home. So uh, I, I think that is something, you're right, that, that ends up helping the Rockies uh, uh, and their fan base in general and get more people out to the ballpark and, and the overall – you know, appreciation of, of baseball in this town. Yeah. Um, it's too bad it isn't often fully rewarded. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that part. All right. Start bench cut. I guess let's go back to another baseball one. Okay. This is this is like just a, the, a theoretical feeling you get to experience. Right? This is a, a magical moment for you. You get to step onto the baseball diamond and just inhabit the body of a fully formed major league caliber player. And you get to experience one feeling. Well, I guess two of the three, you have to decide which of these matter the most to you. So you're getting a hit, striking out a guy. You're scoring the game winning run. It's just, a, just you, so you didn't necessarily do it. You could have been on You could have been a first base ball in the gap, maybe second ball back up the middle. You're just running the bases on that one. But 
you dig it's a game winner. So you, you get to step on home plate and all the dudes come up and slap the shit out of you. <laughs> mm. I, well, they're probably not going to rip my shirt off. It's going to be whoever you never know potentially had the RBI. Yeah. And right. once I, once I point them and say, no, don't, don't like rip my shirt. <laughs> you'll, you'll hit the portal and then I'll get sucked out of this body that I've been transported into. That's right. You know? Maybe that's, that's right. actually what was happening with Jose Altuve. Going to break the magic. That's right. Yeah. He was somebody else that had, had gone Long into Garden. that body. Yeah. Um, well, I've been going, I've been going first here. Do you, do you want to go and, and share what, what you've yeah, got first? Cause I'm I, on the fence a little bit. I, I can go first with this. Okay. So, and, and mine might be a like little bit question. unusual because I, I want to start the strikeout. I want to mm-hmm. get a strikeout. Okay. There's, there's something about the feeling of throwing that perfect, perfectly placed slider low and away or fastball up and in fooling the hitter having him swing through being pissed off going back to the dugout um you know i there's something about that to me it's much closer between the other two um i i'll i'll go ahead and bench getting a hit and and cut the 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 run thing which is funny because i loved like look I loved running the bases. There is a unique feeling to running the bases in a baseball game. That's not quite like any other sort of running. You know, I was a sprinter. I did the 110 high hurdles and qualified for state in that. So I like to sprint. Uh, I did the four by one and I like, I played basketball. I like sprinting back and forth, but running the bases, dude, Oh, run the bases on a major, just stand at first and watch Trevor Story rip one in the gap, and then you get to run all the way around the bases, touch home plate. Never. So it's hard for me to cut that, but I can still feel in my bones a little bit from when I was a kid, that feeling of when you swing the bat, the ball goes out there, and then it lands, and no one caught it. Hmm. Safe, baby. I like what you threw in there, an, an element that I, I – just started thinking about this idea that you're not scoring from third base necessarily. Now that's how I had it in my head. I go, all right, game winning oh, yeah. run. I'm coming in. I'm Maybe a pinch runner. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm Jeff Hoffman. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Very, very timely reference there. Like, all right, I'm, I'm what every know, know. kid dreams about. I'm Jeff Hoffman. Yeah. If you know, you know. Um, but if you're on second base, well, that ups the ante a little bit because I love those moments of, Ball's hit. It's a single. I'm now watching the runner. I'm looking up at the left fielder, looking at the runner. Oh, wow. This is going to be close. Back and forth as as he rounds mm-hmm. third base. Maybe even from first base is even more electric as it builds and builds. And he's at second. He's at third. Like that now kind of ups the ante. You look up a little bit. And you see the third base coach doing this. <laughs> and you know if you score, you win. Ooh. All right, that just changed. That just changed my rankings there. So, I was a pitcher in uh, in high school, three and zero senior year. So if we don't, don't brag about ourselves, um, yeah, I had an ERA probably of like nineteen, but I, I coincidentally happened to win the no. Um, <laughs> um, didn't strike out a lot of guys. I was very much a weak contact guy. I, I almost like can't even remember myself striking out a batter. I mean, it would have been impossible for me to have that much success and yet never miss a bat. Um, but I'm going to put the strikeout last. Oh. I'm, I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut the strikeout. Wow. 
Um, and I, w- I wasn't a very good hitter, hence the pitching. Um, I'm going to put that first. Being up there at home plate, yeah. even in, in, a, in a spot that's not where the game's on the line, that's fine. That's fine that it's it's game yeah. on the line. Everyone's watching me. Like that's gonna base it. I feel a bigger moment, getting that base hit, you know, feeling feeling that bat, the reverberations uh-huh. coming off of it, you know, rounding first base, feeling good, going back to the bag. I mean, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen after that. Is my body transport and I get to take a lead? Doesn't that matter. Little, I did that thing. That little jog when you've rounded first base and taken those first couple of steps, and then you turn around yeah, and you're little, going little back clap to yourself the, like, oh, all right, here we go. Oh, nice. oh, oh, you got to play it off a little bit. You got to play yeah. it cool. Yeah, gotta, um, yeah, totally. Oh. So I, I'm going to start the hit, but I, I'm going to bench. I'm actually bumped you, you, it up. I thought I was going to cut the game-winning run, but if I'm on first base, and even if I just get get put in as a, as a pinch runner because, um, again, the pitcher ended up walking, whatever it is, um right, there i am on, on on first base the winning run man that's an exciting moment where yeah story had to hit the double in the gap in the first place and he rightly so should be mobbed but there's going to be a, a group of people that that's right off. there's always goes, Dude, you of did it from first base that's right because there's going to be a plate the plate whatever it is but your legs got it done and there's going to be people in the ballpark that remember oh yeah your story got the double but i wasn't watching him because it doesn't even matter after he touches right. first base who, who cares? Right. Was it a single you're, or was it a right. double? You're I didn't watching know it was the runner the rest of the play, right? I didn't even know it was a double. Right. But I did know that the runner on first came all the way around the score. That was exhilarating. Man, that guy was trucking. So I'm going to start a hit. I'm going to start hit. I'm going to start a hit. A That's, hit. This is a weird sentence. I know. I'm going to start a hit. Start a hit. Bench a strikeout. I'm a bench a run. A bench a run. And, and cut I'm going to cut a strikeout. Love it. Oof. I would, I would hate to have to do the closed captioning on this episode here it would right by the way have you have you you follow that account i i just recently started following it's mlb closed captioning oh yes it's fantastic yes and yes. although the the weird words that you know someone hears or that a computer it's ends like, up hearing yep, the algorithms are like oh i'm pretty sure and you can see what it probably was yeah um <laughs> okay i i've got two more off baseball ones that i really want to ask you and they're like okay what uh, you got to go rapid fire on this one. Mm. Uh, chips, crackers, popcorn. Uh, yeah. And chips start. Guy. Chips, Start's chips start. Chips. That's that's just yeah. easy. Okay. Um, I mean, it depends on. I I could have seen you being a big like Trisket guy or being like into like a wheat thin situation i'm, I'm making a, a phone call cracker with a i'm more inclined dip. to have a, a dumb cracker with a dumb piece of cheese on it yeah or a cracker with okay. a little bit a little bit of dip than i am popcorn popcorn's always there it's all readily available but popcorn gets caught in your colon yeah and so for me i'm <laughs> out on that one it's a great great diet food low in points if you're doing the weight watchers which when i was much younger you know with, with uh dealing with weight issues yeah, popcorn is, is great for that. So I don't I don't like either of them. I'm really calling other GMs to say, hey, look, what are you going to give me for some crackers? What are you going to give me for some popcorn? And whatever I can get, you know, the other guy will stick around on my bench. But I guess I'll start chips. I will bench crackers, and I'm, I'm going to cut popcorn. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty close to the same here. I like I like uh, a fancy popcorn if you're going to have popcorn. Katie, Katie – what, what do you mean fancy? Katie What's fancy? Start, so like when you get like, like – um. Like kettle Caramel? corn 
Or like a little caramel, a little like, or like chocolate. There's like a chocolate popcorn thing that Katie brings home sometimes. I'm like, now this is what's up. And if I'm at a movie, I'm having popcorn. I'm just having popcorn. I just, you know, having chips or crackers in a movie. What are you, a sociopath? (laughs) Weirdo? Uh, (laughs) I've eaten a sandwich, if that means anything of like, ah, the movie starts around lunch. sandwich at a movie? Did you it was like around it lunchtime, and it was like, well, yeah, I snuck it in. I, was like, I didn't. I don't think they're biased. I don't think they got yeah, a, what was the other option? A deli right? slicer. It was like just sneak it in. Um, but but yeah, I think the last time I was uh, in a theater, Uncut Gems on Christmas 2019, yeah. went and I was like, I don't want regular popcorn, and they had like like half caramel, half half strawberry, mm. or, or I said, like, yeah, let's go with that, and I was like, yeah. that was a very uh, very luxurious. Uh, decadent. Yeah. It's very decadent. Luxury I was like, popcorn. but regular popcorn, I'm fine with. And I've been, if you've ever gone to an Elvis cinema, which we have out here in Colorado, yeah. uh, there's like the cheap theater where there are movies that have like they're going to be out on DVD like next week, um, but you can go still see them for like maybe three bucks. Right. You get popcorn, and they've got all these like flavorings where it's yeah. sweet and sour or um, uh, like Dude, chives and yeah. onions yeah. and all kinds of different like, barbecue. You can do those. Uh, and that'll that'll jazz up your popcorn a little bit yeah. if you're adventurous. That's what you want. But with just normal stuff, I'm I'm the same order as you basically. I I like a solid solid cracker from time to time. But if you put like a bag of just about any kind of chips near me, I will subconsciously devour it. So it's just kind of like, you know, yeah, got to go chips on that one. Okay, pretzels now, don't even do it for me. Pretzels, I can't even yeah. I can't even start pretzels. Pretzels end up getting cut. And I wanted to give you time for this last non-baseball one uh, before we move on, because I know that this is a subject matter that you take very seriously. Mm. So I've got for you start bench cut, Chappelle, Carlin, Pryor. That's Dave Chappelle. I'm saying this for the audience. I know you know. George Carlin. And Mark Pryor. And Mark Pryor. Uh (laughs) Cubs pitcher. And Richard Pryor. And and this, I will say, is both – this is unfair because I've I've already ranked these people on, on my own list before, mm. and they're my top three comedians of all time. And so I've, I've given Patrick – so it's like you don't know what order yet, and it's, it's neck and neck, but I've given you the three that I consider to be the best stand-up comedians of all time. What's hard about this is you have their collective work and then you have the, their right. best work. Individual moments. How yeah. do you rank those? Because one and two, I feel one has better big moments than the other, but one right. is maybe hasn't fallen off quite as much over the course of their career. I do know I'm actually cutting Richard Pryor. Uh, I never got into Richard Pryor that much. You know, I, I, I oh, really? when, his, when his comedy comes up uh, on, on my Sirius XM, you know, I'll, I'll leave it on, but, but never really got into him and uh, fully appreciating him. Um, enjoy, you know, a lot of his movies um, that that's apparent his, the scene uh, with the job interview with uh, Chevy Chase on Saturday Night Live is of course legendary. Oh. Um, so I understand what he did there, but he kind of, um, you know, he, he fell rather precipitously. So for that reason, I'd, I'd have to put him last. So I'd, I'd cut prior and man, it hurts to say that I would, I would actually bench George Carlin because, uh, his football versus baseball bit and oh. probably is, is the greatest of all time. 
Um, yeah. And, and he was the best. Yeah. He was he was great up until the end too. You know. Yeah. And, you know, wrote books. Um, and and I and I shouldn't I shouldn't really you know discount and and, and uh, take points away from his early parts of his career when he was like the hippie weatherman. If you go back that far <laughs> and you know some of his stuff, yeah. and he was still figuring it out. Um, he's, he's probably my father's favorite comedian. He was a big George Carlin fan. Um, so probably by a hair. Um, and he's not even my favorite comedian. I probably named five guys that I actually enjoy more. Don't think anyone else enjoys them more. Uh, but five guys I enjoy more than Dave Chappelle. That being said, if you're talking about the legends, I actually would put, man, this, this, I don't know if this was going to age well, but I, I would actually start Dave Chappelle, bench George Carlin and cut Richard Pryor. We did it again. Again, it's it's too much time, and and this one actually you can you can check the record on this one. I've got a published list out there somewhere. I think Hardwood and Hollywood still exists. If you want to type that in somewhere, but that is, and those were my top three guys. I had Prior ranked third. I actually, as a personal favorite, and I think I ranked him fourth. Still, Eddie Izzard is one of my personal favorites of all time. Uh, but those are the guys that I had top three. Who, who who are the other ones? Who could I have made it more difficult for instead of Richard Pryor? I wanted to. I mean, I don't. I don't think I would have put anybody over them. Um, as far personal, as just... stand-up comedy is so tough because there's certain it's guys you just personal. have to bow to the legends. But then you could look at a guy like John Mulaney. You go, he's not the greatest stand-up comedian of all time, but if he's your favorite guy going right now, there no one gets to tell you otherwise. He's phenomenal. You know, people throw it's... Bill Burr at me a lot. He's not my favorite, mm. but like he's hot as the sun and still going. You know, so. Before he got super controversial, I believe Louis C.K. was in my fifth spot. Um, There was all that stuff. And I honestly, Robin Williams was in my top 10 as well. Well, uh, Yeah, I think think it's almost like if you're introducing comedy to someone or it's an alien or whatever it is, and you're like, look, you can only watch one comedian. They need to have some prolific work. They can't just have one or two albums. Uh, Theoretically, not that anyone has ever really – had you know that few and been so successful i think i think you picked the the right three uh maybe robert well robert klein uh, he he's he's a name that you know, probably doesn't get appreciated enough but he is in that kind of upper echelon yeah um but for me like three of my favorite comedians and you might know you probably know two of them you might know all three mm-hmm. um i don't know how familiar with their work is it would be todd barry mm-hmm Gary Goldman and mm-hmm. Rory Scovel are are my th- I don't know the third top one. three. Rory I, I'm very familiar with Todd Barry and Gary Goldman. Very, very dry. Uh, uh, Todd Barry is great. He's been on a couple of random things. He did some like Flight of the Concord stuff. He's a mm-hmm. uh, he's a weirdo. I like. He's in the wrestler too. Oddly yeah. enough. And uh, Goldman was a, a Last Comic Standing alumni at one point. He was, yep. Yeah, and that was kind of where he got his first break. So I've been lucky enough to see all three of those guys. I was into Pete Holmes for a while. Um, he was great. I'm sure he's still doing, doing big things. Dane Cook. I mean, of course, I mean, if you were even alive in the year, you know, 2000, you were a it Dane a, Cook fan. Yeah, right. I mean, if you were a zygote, you, you know, you, you knew who Dane Cook was. So he had his run. And yeah. so, so he's, he's a legend still, you know, in many ways, but I, I don't know. I necessarily recommend his work, but, but yeah, check out Todd Barry, Gary Goldman and Rory Scovel. Yeah. I think some of my more off the wall ones are people like Teague Nataro, Cat hmm? uh, Williams. People, Cat Williams, one Let's of those ones you bits. know or you don't know. There's like that's what you're saying. There are like three extraordinary Cat Williams shows that are beginning to the end, genius, 
And then there are three that are like, who let this person hold a microphone? <laughs> like who decided he got to, I remember Katie got me like the newest Cat Williams special for my birthday one year, like on DVD. And we sat down and watched it. And we're like, what happened? Like right after he got arrested for riding his scooter on the sidewalk or some dumb shit. But was it the one where he got beat up by a middle school kid? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was one. He he has a he has a joke uh, tangentially related to video games, where he talks about like teaching his son, you know, the value of a dollar, and uh, it's like, you look, I can get you, I can get you the top of the line stuff with one controller. You got to play by yourself, or I could buy oh, you yeah. Nintendo with fifty games, <laughs> oh, two yeah. controllers, all day. Every day, uh, Martin Lawrence, you so crazy. Uh, oh. I actually owned on DVD. That was yeah. uh, something that was always on HBO. It seemed like when I was younger, and I, I watched that beginning to end. Other obvious ones that were in my top ten, of course, included Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock. I mean, Chris Rock is not. I will say, I haven't liked a Chris Rock special in mm. maybe ten or fifteen years. His most recent stuff is garbage. But go back to the nineties and early two thousands. He was the king of the world. You can't. He was the best. Like, and now he's directing a Saw sequel? Yeah, what is that? Okay. <laughs> what is going he had, on? He had there? a play on Broadway too. Um for, well, you for know what? The cool. MFR and the in the hat. Uh so he he's he's out there doing again a bunch of, of different things and, and you gotta respect that. But do what you gotta do. I'm out there doing a few different things. One of the things that I'm doing is spending a little bit of money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app placing some bets, having some fun, taking the over-unders on total runs in Rockies games, a little bit uh, over-under on strikeouts, maybe picking a guy to hit a home run here and there, picking for or against guys to get hits, all kinds of stuff that you can bet on there. We got NHL and NBA playoffs coming up very soon, so there will be plenty of things to bet on there. You probably won't get, like, a lot of great odds in terms of how much money you're going to make per bet, but still bet on the apps. I, I, I think they're going to do well. Bragging rights. That's the other thing that, that yeah. people don't realize is when you talk about like, dude, I'm, a, I'm on a, I'm on a streak. I've won seven in a row and yeah, maybe you're mainly picking favorites, but that's, that's uh bragging worthy, right? It's worthy totally. of, of bragging about. Uh, big fight coming up this weekend. It's not who it says on here. Cause as Patrick told us, Nate Diaz is out. Someone else? 263, yeah. So, yeah. Either way, this weekend's fight, uh, if you pick a main card fighter to win and you use the promo code DNVR when you sign up, you'll turn $1 into $100. Again, just pick a main card fighter to win, place $1 down, and if that main card fighter does win, well, then you make $100. Watch the fist fly this weekend and use that promo code DNVR on select main card fighters for a limited time only. A DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget Michael Chandler, still plus 110 over Charles Oliveira. So that's the big main event at UFC 262, the Chan Man. There you go. All that stuff. And yes, indeed, uh, Will, I'm with you as well. Lewis Black, I can't remember. I had him mm. like in the 20s or 30s, but a, another personal favorite, a fantastic stand-up comedian. All those stand-up comedians. Mitch Hedberg. There's going to be guys that if we forget, I'm going to hate myself for. Yeah. Mitch Hedberg. And and you know who I've just started to kind of get into? Like I, I just didn't like him, I guess, when I was younger. But probably because of, of Mitch Hedberg and his witticism, mm. I'm now like, you know what, Stephen Wright? 
I'm in. Stephen I need to Wright. go back and check out your um, stuff. Just turned it off right away. I'm like, I don't, nope, nope, nope. Now I'm like, you know what? Cool. Let's, yes, I, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to listen to you. I accidentally and spilled I like it. spot remover on my dog. He disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Love Stephen Wright. Uh, and uh, Dimitri Martin in that same mm-hmm. class of, of right. joke tellers, right? Those sort of one-liners uh, that you don't really need. It's not the big, long story like Eddie Izzard will tell a story for 20 minutes about the Spanish Inquisition or whatever. And, you know, like, I went uh, to high school with his sister. He's he's from my area. He's from the Tom's River Dimitri area Martin. New Jersey. That's yeah, right. That yeah. sounds right. That, that, that all they, they look a lot alike, too. That, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I love Dimitri Martin. He was near the back end of my list for guys that are, like, doing well, like with John Mulaney and Flight of the Concords and, like, people who are, like, awesome, like, right now but haven't. Um, by the way, I just I, – I've got to do this, too, because I don't think we've mentioned any women, and there were a lot of women on the list. Maria Bamford. Uh, Maria Bamford, Ellen, Did you say Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres Rivers, stuff? Ellen DeGeneres stand-up comedy. Other if you've world never world. seen her – if you've only seen the show – you go to YouTube and type in Ellen DeGeneres stand-up comedy. I think she was ninth or tenth on my list. She's I used to hilarious. love her. Stuff. I mean, I still do. Um, but Joan yeah. Rivers, mm-hmm. most people know her, you know, as the the old lady who hosted like red carpet shows or whatever. But she was hilarious. She was Lisa Lampanelli long before Lisa right. Lampanelli totally. tried to be much of anything yeah right um so maria bamford and tignataro are two of my all-time favorites as well so yeah rosie o'donnell had, had some good bits when she was yeah. younger i was just just day. talking about one 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 recently about going to a bridal shower and someone uh, uh wrapped up all of the different spices so each and every time she you know the bride would open one up they go "Ooh, paprika <laughs> and he was like a little kid i was like that's funny i don't know what paprika is but I just know that that's very that. funny. Uh, Kathleen Madigan is on my list somewhere in the middle range in the 30s. She's Ali uh, Wong's special on Netflix from a couple years ago is is I haven't like seen as much classic. of, of yeah. her. Yeah. Oh, and this was all before I had seen. Oh, shoot. Now I'm thinking of the name of the special. Nanette. What is her name? She's got three that are on Netflix that are fantastic. And I can't recommend them. Highly enough, uh, but now I'm forgetting. Might be too woke for me. I don't know. That kind of scares me off. I hear, um, I hear maybe too Han- woke. Hannah, Hannah Gadsby. Gadsby. Hannah Gadsby. And it look, it's not not that. But if you appreciate stand up comedy and the form and the ability to mm-hmm. tell a story and and be real and be raw, but also get people to laugh at things that are maybe not what you would think that getting people to laugh at tragedy is, is a special skill. Right. Um, and, and for her to go, it, it kind of reminds me, you know, Teague Nataro, there's a great uh, documentary about her. I think you find it on Hulu or Netflix or whatever about, you know, her most famous stand-up special that she did was when she came out and announced, I've got cancer. Like she, she had just, just got found diagnosed. out. Yeah. Yeah. She just gotten it. Um, Shana, Bo right. Burnham. Yes. A million times. Yes. Bo Burnham. I think Ricky he was like Gervais. 12th or 13th. Ricky Gervais, Gervais and is sneaky great. Top 15 guys for me as well. Um, Wanda Sykes, uh, I liked yes. a lot uh, for a while. Amy Schumer, you know, was great. She she had her her Came time period. Yeah. She may need she may need to evolve a little bit. Yeah. Uh, to stick around, but she's great. Um, who's the gal who does that kind of shot? I'm usually not big in it. Silver, Sarah Silverman was on my Eliza list. Eliza Schles- like, Schlesinger. Um, no one she's, like her though. Um, she, 
I like she's okay. Um, Kathy Griffin. No. Um, eh, nah, not mine. Not my speed. Now we're just naming Stan. She had a period of time where where I I enjoyed her stuff a lot. Yeah. When, when she had a show on on Nikki Glazer. Nikki Glazer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. A, I'm into what Nikki Glazer's doing these days because it's she like would. shocking but also clever. It, it doesn't have to just be the one. So I, li I like what Nikki Glazer's about. You days. you might like um, this comedian named Aparna Nancharla. Yes, those are two words. Aparna Nancharla. Nancharla. She's yeah. She's uh, she's interesting. Yeah. She's good. She's she's slowly starting to to grow uh, uh, on the indie scene. She's been around for a while. I you, you check her out. I think you might like dig her. Yeah. And since we've we've uh, rode off the show on the subject, we of course have to shout out all of our favorite local comedian guys. I've been watching a lot of Adam Caton Holland recently. Actually, uh, dude's hilarious. Uh, he he's got like all these characters, and I've got to ask him sometime. We're, we're we're gonna have him on the show at some point. We're gonna make sure that that happens. Um, uh, about like if he's got like a town of people in his head where he just pulls these characters from because it's so like all the stuff that he does. We know our guy Brant Tobler who's been on the show before. Phenomenal stuff. Uh, the the Denver comedy scene is is hotter than it had been. Uh, there's a guy named Steve Ag, not to be confused with Steve Aj, who's a different person. Um, also very good black guy here from the, the Denver area who's gone out to LA and is doing some big things. So I think Steve AJ is very not AJ is oh, did I, I did yeah. it. I did it backwards. Yeah, yeah, Damn yeah. It. Stephen AJ. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I did. I flipped them. I totally flipped them. Um, yeah. So, okay. So Shana's got your back with uh, Aparna Nancharla. 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 Um, also, Sam Talent is a local guy. And um, I am very much interested in reading his book, uh, Running the Light, all about um, almost almost basically Doug Stanhope, I think. Uh, that's his character okay. uh, in the book that it's based around. Um, and I've, I've seen that um, around on, on a lot of different uh, sites and, and podcasts. He's been getting a lot of love for that. So shout out to Sam Talent. Yeah. Two L's, so it's not a stage name. And shout out uh, to Derek Strope, our guy who is doing a lot of great stuff here on the comedy work scene, the comedy scene in, in Denver, and DNVR member. So you got to appreciate that. Uh, absolutely fantastic stuff out of those guys. So let us let us know yours. That, that was a fun way to end the show, talking about – I do have to do one last one of these, and it's too perfect because it all puts a smile on our face when we listen to stand-up comedy. Best way to get the best smile, head over to our friends at Green Mountain Dental, just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver. Uh, just right there in Lakewood, man, they take care of you. They treat you like family. They'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule your cleaning x-ray exam today. And you'll get that big old smile on your face. So do check them out at Green Mountain Dental today. We appreciate you all hanging out with us. Let us know who your favorite stand-up comedians are. Let us know which Colorado Rocky you'd most like to meet and or see slash hear on this here podcast show. We appreciate each and every one of you. We'll keep watching this uh, Cincinnati Reds series and see if it keeps being as entertaining as game one is. It'll keep you up all night. Uh, <laughs> that was They're saving Jeff Hoffman for the final game, too. That's right. That's saving right. Him. The real dramatics. So got three more between these two teams. So let's keep it going. Let's keep having fun. Make sure you're following everyone on social media at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at Michaela E. Perkins, at DNVR underscore Rockies. And, of course, you've got to give us a subscribe at the DNVR.com so you get all the things, the written content, the Discord, the hat, the shirt, the mask, the thing, the stuff. You know what it is. 
You got to get it done. Make sure you're subscribed. We appreciate each and every one of you for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. We promise we'll continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.